Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, where you hear the latest issues and trends in the world of paralegals and legal assistance by two of the best-known paralegals in the industry, Vicki Voison and Linda Venny. Each of them paralegals for over 20 years and both dedicated to helping legal professionals reach their goals. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice. Thanks for joining us for this monthly podcast here on Legal Talk Network. I'm Vicki Voison, a now advanced certified paralegal calling in from Charlevoix, Michigan, where I work as a paralegal at Running Wise and Ford. I call myself the Paralegal Mentor and publish a weekly e-zine titled Paralegal Strategies that's available at paralegalmentor.com. I'm usually joined on these podcasts by my co-host, Linda Venny, but she's unable to be with me today, and I know we're going to miss her. The goal of the Paralegal Voice is to discuss a wide range of topics important to the paralegal industry and also share with you thoughts about leading trends, significant developments, and resources that you'll find helpful in your careers and in your everyday jobs. There are always guests on the program to help us explore timely topics, and of course, we have sponsors. Today, we welcome our sponsor, Terrace. That's T-E-R-I-S. Terrace offers a full suite of litigation support services. Now, today's show focuses on paralegal education as well as entering and growing in the career field. There will be um, also a discussion about what employers are looking for when they hire paralegals. Joining me today is Linda J. Wolf, ACP, the current president of the National Association of Legal Assistants that we just call NALA. Linda began her paralegal career in 1980. She served NALA in many capacities, including chair of the certifying board and most currently as its president. She's also a charter member of the paralegal division of the State Bar of Texas and a founding member of the first NALA affiliate in Dallas, the North Texas Paralegal Association. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, Linda. Thank you, Vicki. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Oh, we're glad you can be here. And our next guest is attorney Elizabeth Mann, assistant dean for public service and department head of the paralegal program at the Greenville Technical College located in Greenville, South Carolina. Elizabeth is an active member of both the NALA Certifying Board and AFPI, the American Association for Paralegal Education. And I welcome you to the show, Elizabeth. Thank you, Vicki, for having me. So, Linda, let's start with you. Uh, I know that the one thing that's on everybody's mind is the economy. And the last year or so has really been rough for law firms. But the paralegal profession remains a great choice for students looking at potential degree programs. And I'd like to know how you explain that. Well, I think, Vicki, it's because, you know, our profession actually rose out of the depths of an economic downturn in the 1960s. So this economy is nothing new to us. In fact, it's because of an economy like this that our profession was actually born. And the Department of Labor still reports that our profession is one of the fastest-growing professions and will remain so until the year 2016, or at least that's what the latest uh, information said. You know, we have to look back and realize that in 2009, legal budgets were cut and clients were really scrutinizing costs. And it appears this trend is going to continue. Employers recognize then that a well-trained, educated paralegal is a good way to help keep costs in, under control, particularly in a down economy like we're going through now. So I think that's a large part of the reason why. Why you may you see, 
you don't see as many paralegals getting laid off. Our profession is just continuing to grow. Yes, I can see that from the from the statistics. Um, Elizabeth, you're both an attorney and a paralegal educator, so I'd like to know a little bit about the proficiencies and the qualities that you consider to be actually the most important for a paralegal. Well, you know, Vicki, I think the ones that uh, apply generally across the board are, number one, definitely written and verbal communication skills. The law is a very word-driven career field, and mastery of the English language in both those ways is absolutely paramount. Um, The second thing that um, I think is probably applicable in all careers now, but including this one, is that technology has more and more impact, and today's paralegal has to be comfortable not only with the substance of his or her job, but also using technology to accomplish that. And then the last thing I think I would say is paralegals must have people skills, even those who don't have much client contact in their jobs, they are going to have to work with lawyers at a minimum, and uh, they just have to be able to work with a, uh, a range of people and be able to read them and get along with them. Those are really good ideas. And uh, Linda, what qualities do you think a person needs to have? Those would be personal qualities to be a good fit as a paralegal. Well, in addition to the things Elizabeth has said, I think, you know, a lot of times the qualities will depend on the job. But overall, I think a, a successful paralegal will possess the ability to have great attention to detail since that makes or breaks the work that we do. They need to have the that ability to work in a team environment, uh, a commitment to education, and a passion for the profession. Uh, also, a can-do attitude with an ability to think outside the box because so many times the projects that we're given, you don't have the first idea how you're going to tackle it, so you have to be able to just to think a little bit. Um, it's not, we're not doing cookie cutter work here. And finally, I think the ability to anticipate. I often hear attorneys talk about one of the greatest things they love about their paralegal is the fact that he or she can anticipate what their needs are and get things ready, sometimes even before they realize they're going to need them. I especially uh, like what you said about anticipation. I think that's so important. And, and you know, we don't have the luxury of just throwing our hands up and saying, I can't do that. Uh, we have to figure it out, don't we? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. right. So uh, I'm wondering uh, if there are minimum educational requirements for employment as a paralegal. You know, is there a trend that most employers are following? And I'm wondering, Elizabeth, if you could um, address that. No, I think generally, Vicki, that uh, most employers are looking for a minimum of a two-year degree in paralegal studies. But I do believe that the trend is and has been for a few years toward a four-year degree, either before or after that paralegal education. For instance, in um, our program, we often have liberal arts graduates, what we call those soft degrees like English and history and uh, things like that, who come back and need specific job skills. So they take a four-year degree, get this associate degree, and now have that general education and also that that um, paralegal education and go into uh, the job market. But we also have graduates who take the, our two-year degree, and I think this is true around the country, and go on and get their four-year degree. But either way, I believe that the trend does seem to be toward four-year degrees and employers, uh, as well as their employees, 
benefit from that expectation, I think. Right. And, and speaking of the job market, you know, what kind of opportunities can students expect when they graduate from a typical two-year program? I think as a general rule, they can expect good, interesting, entry-level paralegal positions. Um, I think that they will um, go into law firms, they'll go into corporations, they'll go into government, insurance companies. There's lots of applications for these skills, um, and, and they can get those entry-level jobs. Well, do you see a trend for employers to require voluntary certification either either through NALA or through other paralegal associations? You know, I do see a trend toward voluntary certification programs such as NALA's, but honestly, my impression is that the trend is driven by paralegals rather than by their employers. Um, I think that paralegals, as a general as a general rule, are interested in um, validation of their own professional abilities. They want to comply with those states that have regulations, um, and they want some structure and um, advancement opportunities, even if it's from within, in their own career field. And the certification provides them a way to set themselves apart from an employee who merely calls himself or herself a paralegal. And I also think that employers are listening to these paralegals because many of them are expressing those very same sentiments to their employers. And I see a lot of job uh, opportunities coming across my desk anyway where the where a credential is required. So I think it's it's kind of, I'm not sure which came first, the paralegals pushing it or the attorneys seeing the benefit of having paralegals working for them that are credentialed, that show these uh, that have these these extra strengths and gifts, and that have worked hard and are committed. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. I keep interrupting you. Excuse I apologize, me. <laughs> uh, Linda. I I agree with you. I think around here it's the paralegals that are driving the trend, and it could be in other parts of the country that employers have the expectation. Um, but it seems to me in in our area in South Carolina that uh, it's the paralegals who are driving that expectation. So the employers who want it know, uh, do so because they see the benefit in the, the current employees that they have. Well, you know, in Texas here, we actually, in the new guidelines that they adopted, they actually recommend to the attorneys that they promote credentials to their paralegals when they bring them on board. So that's actually in our official guidelines, which is terrific, I have to say. I agree. Right, right. I, I'm a total proponent of, of certification. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have one more question for you, Linda, before we take a quick break. But do you have uh, suggestions for paralegals uh, who you know need to advance their careers, but perhaps their employers, you know, don't have a budget that would include continuing education or training, and or maybe the paralegals are on a limited budget themselves? What suggestions would you have for them? Um, you know, I think... Several things here. Actually, there's so much I could go into here in a limited time. I think first and foremost, you want to network. Join a local association and your national association now. Um, Local associations often offer free CLE for the cost of the lunch, or they offer even brown bag luncheons. Attend some of those. And also, many associations offer scholarship programs for members to help them earn a credential or to get continuing education. 
NALA, of course, offers a variety of inexpensive online CLE through its NALA Campus Live website. And in fact, right before this program, I attended one of those presentations. And the programs are excellent and are taught by seasoned paralegals and attorneys. And in fact, Vicki, I know that you're a frequent presenter on our NALA Campus Live programs. Right. I'll be on next week, actually. There you go. And also, if your employer offers in-house CLE, you want to make sure you attend that. And if they don't offer CLE, offer to put together a class. Um, And then one of the other final things I would say that is for the training, you want to market yourself within your firm. Paralegals do themselves, I think, a tremendous disservice when they don't promote themselves at work. It's okay to tell the attorneys what you can do and what you'd like to do. You can offer to help out in other practice groups, or if your work is slow, find a group that isn't and offer to help them. Because that not only gets you noticed, but it helps you grow as well. We need to take a quick break to acknowledge our sponsors. When we come back, we'll continue this great discussion with Linda Wolf, President of NALA, and Elizabeth Mann, Department Head of the Paralegal Program at Greenville Technical College in Greenville, South Carolina. Terrace understands the unique demands during litigation. Our clients tell us they are spending less time and money through all phases of legal case management with the customized approach of Terrace. We are a nationally recognized litigation service provider with offices in eight cities, working with law firms and in-house corporate legal groups to provide custom solutions within your budget. Terrace can help. For more information, please call 877-99-TERRACE. Or visit www.terrace.com. Imagine how much easier managing your practice would be if your practice management software was web-based. Your practice would be available anywhere you have an internet connection, completely secure, backed up continuously, and most importantly, easy to use, allowing you to spend your valuable time building your practice instead of managing technology. Start simplifying your practice today with Clio. Sign up for a free, fully functional 30-day trial at www.goclio.com. Use promotional code PV for a 25% discount. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Vicki Voison, and I'm flying solo for today's show as my co-host, Linda Venny, is unable to be with me today. One quick program note, I highly recommend that you subscribe to the Paralegal Voice. The price is perfect. It's free. You can do that by either going to the Legal Talk Network at LegalTalkNetwork.com or you can subscribe to the program in the podcast directory of iTunes. That way you'll get each new edition automatically without having to search for it or wait for it. We're really fortunate today to have Linda J. Wolf, NALA president, with us, as well as attorney educator Elizabeth Mann. I still have a lot of questions for both of you, but I want to start with Elizabeth. Uh, we talked a little bit about technology and how important that is. What I'd like to know is, uh, you know, are paralegal programs across the country keeping pace with this technology? Vicki, just as quickly as possible. Um, and But I don't mean to be flipped, but we all know how quickly it changes. And that's our responsibility is to prepare students to go out into the world. I think most quality paralegal programs include legal software applications in their courses. Um, I know that here at Greenville Technical College, we have uh, legal software embedded in many of our courses, but we also have a course that is dedicated to legal software applications that is pretty much their capstone course. 
Okay. Okay. And Linda, how can paralegals, you know, whether they're recent graduates or they already have some paralegal experience, how can how can they position themselves for some of the hot, higher paying careers? You know, that would include intellectual property, e-discovery, and also practice management. Well, I'll, I'll just take on an intellectual property here because that's something I really know a lot about. And I think the way you position yourself is you go out and you take classes. It, there's no other way to learn it other than to take some courses in it. And and I would recommend, so for example, if you wanted to get into specifically trademarks, NALA has our advanced ACP course in or modules in trademark law. And I think if you went out and you took our ACP course in trademark law, then you could take that back to your employer and say, I'm really interested in getting into IP. I've mastered this. I've taken this course in trademark law, and I am now an ACP in trademark law. Can I segue into that? And there's also a lot of uh, on-the-job training kind of opportunities within firms. If you have a practice group in that area, you can volunteer to to help out or work in that area with your colleagues, particularly if they've got projects that they uh, feel comfortable giving you to train with. Uh, as for e-discovery and paralegal management, I, I don't since I don't really look at the paralegal profession as being an uh, a stepping stone necessarily to something else. I don't really know that I can properly address that particular issue for you. Right, right. Well, I just, uh, I always tell paralegals that one of the best things they can do is to um, to volunteer, like you said, in other practice areas when they'd like to get into that area, even if they might have to do it on their own time, unfortunately. But it does it does give them that little edge that they need. So, Elizabeth, I hear from individuals who are really interested in the paralegal profession as a second or even a third career, but they're concerned that they might be just, I hate to use the word too old, but um, they're they're concerned about that. Do you think it could still be a good choice for them? I actually hear this question quite often myself, Vicki. I believe this field is ideal for that purpose, and part of the reason is that the law touches so many aspects of our lives that that diversity of background, be it personal or professional, enriches whatever the individual brings to the career field. And for instance, several years ago, I had an engineer who came into the program um, after some time off for a family life, and she ended up um, in an intellectual property firm. Um, I've had people with a computer background who have are now working in e-discovery, I have had people in business, after working as paralegals, move into paralegal management. Um, Teachers, nurses, I think they all have a richness that they can bring to this career field for one reason or another that's very valuable. And um, I think that some employers are looking for that level of maturity, stability, and diversity that these employees bring. So I think the field is ripe for these people. I agree with you. I agree. Now, Linda, there's something that's really important for all paralegals to have, whether they're just getting started or they've been in the, you know, they've been practicing for a while. And they they need to keep up with information about salaries and trends. And I'm wondering if you could tell me how they can get more information about those. Well, my favorite resource for that is actually the NALA survey. The NALA survey tracks uh, we track salaries and trends, and we conduct that survey survey every two years. Uh, we found the survey is statistically sound and includes comparative data from all the previous years, and we've actually been conducting that survey for 24 years now, so we've got a lot of good data uh, that we can draw from. 
And you can actually find a copy of that on the NALA website, NALA.org. You know, there's also a lot of information out there on other resources, too, like blogs and websites. But I find a lot of that ends up being a lot of, uh, you have to really sort through that because there's a lot of noise in that information as well. But I still also consult those as well just to see what, what other people are saying. Uh, the, and the salary survey is, is available at no charge, or do you pay for that? No, the, the, uh, the salary survey is uh, it's available on our website. I have, I have to say, Vicki, I don't know if there's a charge. I don't believe so, but I know it's no, on the I website. Right, I don't think so. And as I was just going to say, it's the perfect price, just like the Pure Legal Voice. It's free. <laughs> it's free. That's exactly We need right. all those free resources that we can get. As many of them as we can. You're absolutely right. Right, right. Well, thanks to Linda Wolf, NALA president and attorney educator Elizabeth Mann for taking the time to share their experience and expertise with our listeners today. Linda, if someone would like to get more information about NALA, how can they do that? They can do that by contacting us at NALA.org or they can contact me directly at L. Wolf, W-O-L-F like Frank, at NALA.org. And Vicki, can I take this opportunity to tell you about some breaking news that we're just so excited about at NALA? That, oh, sure. Uh, in order to make our exam, our CLA exam more available to students across the country we are going to be we're going to offer it electronically in fact this information this, the board just voted to do that and we're going to shoot for a September uh, launch date for the first electronic CLA exam and you can certainly stay tuned we'll have all kinds of information posted on the website as it is developing Wow, that is breaking news. It really is, and the great thing about it is it means it's going to be much more accessible since we're going to offer the test through the ACT testing centers, and that means we'll go from the usual 60-some testing centers we currently have with the written test to almost 200 uh, ACT testing centers nationwide. Terrific. Terrific. I know people have been asking for that for a long time, so it's nice that you're, you're meeting that need. Now, Elizabeth, where can our listeners get more information about you and the Greenville Technological College Paralegal Program? Well, the two easiest ways, uh, Vicki, are the Greenville Tech website is www.gvltec.edu. That's greenvilletech.edu. Um, and then they can do a search for paralegal, and it will take them to information about the paralegal program and our curriculum and those kinds of things, or they can email me at elizabeth.mann, M-A-N-N, at gvltec.edu. If they're interested in paralegal education in other parts of the country, one resource is um, the American Association for Paralegal Education has a website that lists their um, institutional members, and um, that is AFPE, A-A-F-P-E, dot org. And that's a very useful website, too. Right. And we didn't talk about AFP much, but it is another terrific resource. Okay. If you have questions about today's show, please email them to theparalegalvoice at gmail.com. And we're going to take another short break. We'll be back soon with some paralegal news and announcements. Be right back. Introducing Westlaw Deposition Services 
Our team will arrange the deposition logistics for you anywhere in the world. Our court reporters are certified live note reporters, making them the very best real-time reporters available. Our professional video production team produces trial-ready video, digitized and synced to the transcript. Experience the Westlaw Deposition Services difference so you can focus on the essential aspects of your work. To schedule a deposition, call 1-800-548-3668 or visit westlawdepositions.com. NALA means professional. NALA offers classroom and web-based continuing education and professional development for all paralegals. And NALA's certified paralegal credential has been a gold standard of professionalism for over 30 years. More than 15,000 paralegals have this certification, and nearly 2,000 have achieved the demanding advanced certified paralegal. NALA works actively with others in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. See more about why NALA means professional at www.nala.org. Coming soon, you can listen to Legal Talk Network shows and get CLE credit at West Legal Ed Center. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is the part of the program where I give you all a practice tip that will help you with your everyday work. And since I'm gearing up for a new teleclass that I'm offering, that's Trial Notebook Techniques and Strategies, I thought I'd relate today's practice tip to that topic. Now, one of the biggest mistakes that you can make in trial preparation, and I have to tell you that both attorneys and paralegals do this, is to wait to prepare their trial notebook until the week before trial. It's a mistake because last-minute errors can be fatal to your case. You know, if you miss a key witness or a key document, and you don't realize it until you reach the courtroom, it could be too late. So getting an early start on your trial notebook will help avoid those costly errors. And uh, trial notebook techniques and strategies will be offered on February the 18th, and more information is available at paralegalmentor.com. I'm also looking forward to meeting the members of the North Carolina Paralegal Association when I deliver the keynote address at their annual seminar and meeting in Riceville Beach next month. And that's about all the time we have for today for the Paralegal Voice. Lynn will be back next time, and we'll have program notes available on our blogs, so be sure to check those out. My blog is paralegalmentor.com, and Lynn's is practicalparalegalism.com. This is Vicki Voison, thanking you for joining me today and reminding you to make your Paralegal Voice heard. Thanks for listening to The Paralegal Voice with Linda Venny and Vicki Voison. This podcast is produced by the Legal Talk Network. Be sure to get the next edition of the podcast. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.